0: welcome to the toka backstage podcast join Toca's executive director chris wolf in conversations with the artists and people behind the scenes of the torrance cultural arts foundation's performances and events
1: welcome to another edition of toka backstage this is chris wolf the executive director of the torrance cultural arts foundation it is my extreme pleasure to have ali angel uh, who will be performing at the Nakano Theater November eighteenth and nineteenth for our cabaret series? Ali, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. So I'm curious, um, how how I've listened to some of I've watched some of your your music your videos I've listened to your music. How, what's the best way you would describe your music? Would like what's your elevator pitch?
0: Yeah, so I say my stuff is like retro soul and twangy rock so like lake street dive meets cheryl crow
1: i like that i like that and what what do you what was your inspiration because you're most you're singer songwriter Mm -hmm. uh do you do some covers or no
0: yeah i'll do covers too for sure i feel like most shows i play i'll do at least one cover or two
1: okay um what what where do you find your you get most of your inspiration for your songs
0: um theme wise and story and lyric wise my life I think it's the easiest for me to write about my own experiences and uh people and relationships as opposed to a writer who kind of writes other people's stories and makes things up um I think maybe that's something I want to play with in the future more is like taking on different topics and perspectives of stories that aren't mine because it would be a good uh, challenge. But I think to me, what feels most authentic is writing my own personal experiences and usually whatever I'm going through at the time um, and then writing it as those things are playing out. And I always think that's fun too, because then in retrospect, you can see how the song's meanings have changed with like your life's meaning and like where you are at in your life then versus now and how the songs can kind of take different meanings in your life too. Like that's happened with me with songs. Like I've written about certain people, but then I find they mean more to me about different people in my life now or things have changed, like all of that. So the songs, I think, take new purpose.
1: That's great. It's interesting that you mentioned how like right obviously that isn't that the writer's credo Write what you know but um and then you get people who try to write stories or songs that aren't part of their world mm-hmm. i remember back in the day billy joel got sort of uh in a lot of trouble not a lot of trouble but people were like disappointed in him because he wrote um good saigon and they were like well you didn't you weren't in the war how could you write that and it's like mm-hmm. i'm a writer i I'm telling yeah. a story, it's not necessarily my story, but it's a story. Um, so when did you first find that you were, um, I mean, what was your impetus, impetus in getting into music?
0: I've always done music um, ever since I was young in school, the musicals, the productions we put on. Um, I started guitar lessons in third grade and my mom, my parents really wanted me to do piano first because they had been told by everybody that piano is easier and p- kids stick with it more. But I was really adamant on doing guitar, um, but I stuck with it. And I d- definitely didn't like, you know, practice. So, there was a time where I was practicing every day, really good. Um, And then I switched guitar teachers because my guitar teacher stopped teaching. And then I kind of was at like a little bit of a halt where I would still play and Everything, but I wasn't getting like better. Like you know, it kind of I think it kind of veered me into like being a rhythm guitar player as opposed to a lead. But these days, I am trying to practice to get better with soloing and everything so I can do some of that on stage. But for sure, I'd say my priority is just the songs and my voice and being a good rhythm guitar player and having all that aspect down and locked in
1: well you definitely can hold your own cuz i know that like we had you uh, perform at the uh, this last year's uh, south, south bay festival of the arts and we got a lot of people um say how much they enjoyed your performance and you were just there by yourself but for the Nakano, are you, are you you're bringing a band right
0: mhm full band yeah awesome um, lead guitar bass drums keys harmony vocals nice and
1: so,, uh, when you create a song, do you do you hear the whole th- I mean, because that's a I, forgive me, i'm not I'm not a musician, but when you when you create a song, do you hear the whole band, or do you just hear the guitar?
0: Um, I mean, it depends on the song. I think most songs I write, I start on guitar or piano, and that's the bass. And I think a lot of the stuff, the style that I write definitely caters itself towards like the full band sound. So it's easy to translate from record to stage also because everything's super organic in that sense. Like all the, all my players are also my band. So everybody who records, we record the songs. They're, sim- they're similar to the way we play them live. So that's nice. But on the other hand, it's also, I'm trying to experiment more um, in the future with like different production stuff. So trying to not allow the guitar to dominate and like change the direction of the song. I'm trying to really be more open to having different elements and also using different elements when writing, like starting with a drum pattern first, maybe on my computer that I find a sample. And then seeing if I can write a guitar lick around that that I like, or a melody, and then shaping things like that, and using production and keys and different things to write. Also, because it it definitely changes things when you're writing primarily on gu- on one instrument. What
1: What do you think? What would you, What would you say is your favorite kind of song to write? Cause you, I, you, you, you gave kind of like a, it's a, this and this kind of a mashup, but is it, do you lean towards one style more than another?
0: Um, I think any catchy stuff. I like, I think I'm always trying to write the, the catchiest version of my songs. And that's really what I'm prioritizing right now is making sure the choruses of all the songs that I'm going to start for my next EP are just like the best that they can be. Um, Because I feel like with my first EP, I was really focused on, you know, like having the songs production wise really resonate with the style that I wanted to have come across for myself. And I think I did that really effectively because when people listen and compare, they, they tell me the bands that I, Aspired to sound like. So I'm like, okay, well, I did my job there. And I think the songs are great. But for this next EP, I really want it to be like, okay, like I want to make sure that the songs, the melodies are the catchiest, like most memorable, most graspable for the audience, like versions that they can be, and then go from there. Um, Because I think if you have just a really good song, melody wise, lyric wise, structure wise, it makes it a lot easier when you're doing production for it to come out good as opposed to trying to have a song that's good but maybe like this course is a little weak or underwhelming and then trying to like overcompensate with cool production if that makes sense
1: oh yeah absolutely i'm i'm curious because you're you're a, a young singer songwriter um obviously you've if anyone looks at your your resume, you've played a lot of venues you, you have a a, mm-hmm. a number of songs to your credit how how was it for you to start out? and what what do you think you attribute to maintaining your your sanity? because its I mean, having talked to you, you're you're a bright woman, you obviously know your creative mind. I'm just curious as to how you maintain. That level of, because it's a crazy business. Mm-hmm. I know. Like just this weekend, I was dealing with a manager that I just wanted to strangle. But it's mm-hmm. like you seem you seem very even keeled.
0: I don't know. I mean, I think I also have learned a lot about the reality of this lifestyle and like this career choice in the past, especially like year and a half, and how it's really just a grind and like a a little bit of slow burn in a lot of ways, but not in a bad way, more so just in a way where I think it's like a lifelong growth, you know, of like becoming a better musician, becoming a better writer, becoming a better performer, becoming better and learning the business and knowing which things work for you and which don't. And like, it's different than other careers in that sense. Like you don't you know, you can go to school for music, but you can't really, like, there's no right or wrong way to make it in music. Everybody has a different story and everything works different for them. Whereas with other careers, it can be very like, you do this, then you do this, then you do this, then you make more money, then you get this promotion. And like in music, it doesn't work like that. So you just have to accept that, like, you're going to be in it for the long haul and it's not going to look the way you might think it will. And you just have to let go of the control and the stress of that and just enjoy it. And for me, I think it's nice that to remember that like, I'm always getting better. Like I'm always getting more people listening. I'm always getting on bigger stages. I'm always getting more growth and success and closer to what I want. And then my goals get bigger and bigger as the things that once looked really impossible or hard now look really close in reach so I think that part keeps me going because I'm like well I'm getting better I'm I'm getting there so it's only just a matter of continuing to do that and also like balancing the business part and the music part like sometimes I'm more in the mood to write sometimes I'm more in the mood to like send emails and pitch to playlists and stuff and just remembering that like I can't you know I'm not always in the mindset for one thing or the other. So trying to balance it.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a tough juggling act. I, and I commend you for, for all that you do. I'm curious, what, what do you, when people come see your show that our cabaret space is really intimate. It's uh you know, seats about a hundred people. The stage is like, literally you're almost in people's lap. So they really enjoy like the connection with the artist, but, for you as a, as a performer, what, what do you want people to walk away after seeing your show? Like, is there an emotion, a feeling, or just merch, or (laughs) what, Mm -hmm. what do you want them to walk away with?
0: My gosh. Well, I was actually, I was in Nashville a couple weeks ago for Americana Fest, and I saw so many artists and writers rounds, and it reminded me of, like, why I do it all, and I left so many of those shows, like, feeling so inspired and energized and like fuel. And I feel like that's also how I feel sometimes after I leave like a really good musical or like sometimes a really good movie or just a concert of somebody I love. And I want I want people to feel like that, like inspired and motivated to do whatever it is they do or want to do. Um, so I think inspiring people to like take steps in their life. I want that energy to come across to other people and and just having a good time, like a serotonin kind of boost and validation in themselves um, and their identities. Cause that's also a big part of like my next EP and story is like stepping into my identity um, and sexuality and everything and embracing who I am. And so pushing people to do that for themselves too. And for, for
1: you as an artist, what is, I mean, you had talked about earlier about, you know, your goals. What are your goals? What do you, what do you, what's your long-term, I really want to do this?
0: Um, the main thing I'd say is like touring and getting uh, festival lineups, bigger stages and venues um, mm-hmm. and opening, being like an opener on a tour for a band that I love. Cause I think that's kind of one of the next steps i'd say into really expanding my audience and fan base and get actually getting my stuff out there to the right ears so that's like one of the main things i'm really focused on um and trying to figure out how to do it
1: <laughs> but if you could open for anybody who would it be
0: um uh, well lake street dive would be a really good one i think it'd i be a good fit um other people there's this artist Nikki Lane that I love right now who's on tour she's much more country than me but a lot of my stuff has a country twang and some of the next stuff might be a little bit more country too she's great I mean I love Leon Bridges um there's this artist Micah Edwards that is also retro retro soul and he's not huge he's um bigger than me a little bit but like I think I would be a good fit as an opener for him. So I've been trying to message him and keep myself on his radar. And like, yeah, it's hard though. Because also I think labels pair their artists together a lot of the time is really how it goes for tours. So they'll put like a smaller artist on their label with a bigger one. And also people will have their friends open and stuff. So also just about making more net, like my network and friends and connections and music, which I've been doing a lot more recently.
1: Well, it definitely is a an industry of you know relationships. I yes. I, I always say that. So I'm just going to say this now, so everyone hears it. For all the agents, managers, and um, promoters that are listening to this, uh, if any of these artists that you mentioned need an opener, <laughs> go
0: ahead <and> call. seriously. <laughs>
1: um. So, uh, one of the things that the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation does, besides present. Amazing performances like yours like yours is we also try to encourage uh, up and coming artists we do a we have a South Bay's got talent where we do it's like a local talent competition we um, you know sometimes we will actually bring people in to do opening or performing like in the in the the festival that you were at. um I'm curious what what words of wisdom would you give to a young uh, performer who wants to be a singer songwriter
0: um say yes to everything like especially in the beginning like people reaching out to do co-writes with you um people reaching out because they want you to play in this random showcase or lineup or whatever because like so many of the relationships that i still have to this day are from things i did right at the start or even friends and like fans and stuff like um one guy I met at the Crave Cafe Acoustic coffee house Showcase like three, almost three years ago now, two and a half years ago when I, maybe three now, yeah, when I first started out. And he still to this day like will come to my shows as a fan of my stuff, um, which is crazy because it's just from, you know, one night of going out and deciding, okay, I'm going to like do the open mic um, and then meeting different people there that connected me with other people. So saying yes to everything and working with as many people as you can and listening to your gut, I'd say, when like you're being guided in terms of the production of your music and what feels right and who you want to work with, because I feel like you're, you always know what's best for you. So, trusting that. Great words
1: of wisdom. Well, um, I just want to reiterate, you're going to be at the Nakano Theater on November 18th and 19th for our Studio Cabaret series um it, it was an honor to speak with you and i hope everyone comes and uh, again i'm, I'm i want to know if any agents or managers or promoters reach out to you to to do to be an opener because um i will spread the word and i hope anyone who listens to this will do the same
0: i would love that anybody <laughs> in retro soul twangy rock bluesy rock indie soul pop you need an opener i will be there i'll do the splits on stage. We'll bring horns.
1: Awesome. We'll bring it well, <laughs> Allie, thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you in uh, in November.
0: Thank you. I can't wait.